0: By the time you're getting $1,000 an hour, you've got a fair bit of leverage working for you. You've probably got a a great business model and a bit of a team and uh, some fairly strong disciplines in areas. But it's, it's not hard to double or triple or quadruple your effective hourly rate with just some small changes.
1: You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, it's Kevin Rogers, and you're on The Truth About Marketing. And uh, this is a thrill because I've had James on a couple times. And it's always a very popular episode. James Schramko is a great friend, but he is also my coach, my business coach. James and I have been together, geez, four years now. And uh, this is a guy who I can literally say with zero hyper exaggeration has changed my life. And so we're gonna make him live up to that intro right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I'm thrilled to uh, help you uh, get the word out and explore your new book called Work Less, Make More. Uh, Now, that's a confusing title, James. Exactly what are you implying with the title like that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was um – Fairly direct. This is yeah, you know you're leaving me to read
1: between the lines here.
0: This is the title that uh, Kelly came up with to help me put together this book because as you know sometimes it's nice to have someone help you wrangle things into shape and she was I sure good do. At that. But when she was thinking about what to call it, she thought that's probably the best description of of where I'm at these days. The this collection of works that we've put in there. Yeah. Uh, that's the promise. That's the hook. But it's also the promise that we hope to deliver in the book and I I think we've met the brief and we do that through having action steps at the end of each chapter and we actually let people track their progress by introducing them in the very first chapter to a metric that can change your life as it's changed mine and it's changed yours Uh, and we're lucky that it can be measured. Because a lot of things in business can't be measured, but you can measure your effective hourly rate, which is the metric that I'm talking about.
1: Yes. Yeah, this was a huge breakthrough. It's the first thing you had me do when uh, we started working together. Um, And I just want to quickly let people know, if if somehow you don't know about James, superfastbusiness.com is James's main site. You definitely want to get this book. It's available on Amazon. And congratulations on a bestseller, by the way, already.
0: Oh, thank you. That that was a bit of a shock because I haven't actually done a book launch, uh, which yeah. is um, pretty much my style. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I, there's no Kickstarter or um, <laughs> or uh, you know, free book plus shipping or whatever. It was really just customers and people in my network liking the book and sharing it in the first few days and sending out an email to to people who are on my email list, which I thought was probably an obvious thing to do. And now, of course, um, a couple of people who uh, are friends of mine and like the book have offered to talk about it on their podcast, which I have a lot of gratitude for.
1: Yeah, well, it's a great topic and there's so much important stuff in the book. Um, I wanna focus on, let's just tell people quickly, uh, you know, I know why you write the wrote the book. I know how much work you put into it. But who's the perfect avatar in copywriting speak, James, for this book? And where's it going to take them from A to A to Z? Where, where are they going to end up in your in your hopes for writing this book?
0: Well, I dedicated the book to my kids, and and they are really one avatar. I want to give mm. this book to my twenty two year old and and twenty year old and seventeen year old and fifteen year old, and say, look, here's. Here's what your dad's learned uh, from reading a lot of books and working with a lot of people in business. I'd like you to just take the two hours to go through this, and it will probably help you in your business life. And it's more than just business. The whole premise of working less and making more is like, hey, you know, beyond making money, there's actually other things in life, like relationships. And uh, remember when you used to have fun? before you started the hustle and grind and sucked right. into the vortex this can help people get back to that I think it's really potent for someone who's still employed by someone else so if you're on a salary if you are an, a solo freelancer then things like building a team will really open up your eyes and, and save you a bundle of uh, uh, mistakes shall we yeah. say and because that's a that's a rare skill building a team and a lot of people haven't had any preparation for it so uh what what's the copywriting phrase it's not your fault <laughs> <laughs> basically set up yeah. for uh, you're set up for a yeah. tough time trying to build a team and as, as you know kevin that was oh man that Making was one of the things and then there's uh i think particularly for freelancers which i know you have a collection of what is, by the way, what is a bunch of freelancers? Is it a collection? Is it a group? Is it a, a gaggle? I think it's a gaggle, yeah. gaggle, yeah. gaggle of copywriters. <laughs> uh, choosing the right business model was uh, uh, that was a pretty big deal because a lot of people are exchanging time for money. Uh, like, yeah, I'd help you if you're selling your time by the hour, for example. You know, like 150 bucks right. an hour. Uh, there's a lot of limitations in that. And one of the, the big obvious limitations is that you actually have to do work to get paid and uh, it's quite unleveraged. So even if it looks attractive and usually there's sort of pre-work or post-work time that, that maybe you can't bill for, um, yeah. which I learned you know, from running a dealership, a lot of the time, about half the time that you're paying people, you can't actually bill out to a customer. Uh, so it was it was quite eye-opening there. So maybe uh, you're not getting as much value as if you had a different business model. And I've seen you do that spectacularly well, change from that freelancer feast famine Mm. um, paid by the project at least to getting paid all the time from hundreds of people in a way that actually delivers them far more value. They're effectively sharing Kevin and each other. Mm. Uh, and. And sometimes people will join your membership when you're not even online, right? And and there's a lot more levels. Yeah. So um, and then if you want to take it uh, to an even more advanced level, I still think it helps people at your level and even at the next level above, where it might be some reminders about things that they can do. And I've had some feedback from people who are running, you know, decamillion million dollar a year businesses saying, oh, you know, I was still blown away by the 64-4 or whatever. And it's just, they have big wins they can get from very small changes because they've already got so much momentum.
1: Absolutely. Right. And I know that you work privately with business owners of um, different levels, but mostly, uh, you know, pretty high volume, high revenue business owners, and you're able to really change their lives with small tweaks. Uh, But one of the things that I admire most about you is, uh, to quote an old ad here in the States, you know, never let them see you sweat. I've never seen you sweat <laughs> and it's not that, you know, haven't put a lot of sweat equity into growing what you have now, but, uh, it, it is very much a lifestyle for you. So I don't want people to get confused by the title of this book and think it's another four hour work week or, or something like this. Um, Because I could tell you that James lives this book and it's all through trial and error, like I think all the best lessons are. Uh, You'll read in the book how James came to this realization of the mental shift to working less and earning more and that, first of all, just letting it be possible. So much of what we do is trained behavior right
0: oh yeah we're just in the system i think our uh, mutual friend john carlton talks about people walking around in society in a trance Uh, Mm -hmm. he he was definitely influential on uh, sort of making me more and more aware of that how ingrained people are into just the normal routine and by the way i think the reason that i don't sweat that much is because i've chosen the one sport where you get out cleaner than you start
1: (laughs) it's surfing that's right yeah well the the time it really struck me was when i came to australia spoke at your event and just to see how you were at the event itself you know Mm. uh you're just casual in each session taking notes and uh really relaxing between the sessions and chatting with with folks and I thought, wow, I mean, that's what it looks like when you're really bought into the idea that this doesn't have to be uh, hard and it doesn't have to be a heartache. Like, you know, nobody's paying you more because you suffered.
0: (laughs) That's great. It's like um, it doesn't cost any more to design an ugly car as a beautiful one. And yet some manufacturers still pull it off somehow. Um, (laughs) I think you're right. There's nothing worse than hosting your own party and then you're stuck in the kitchen, right? So right, right. I found leverage points by having a fantastic support crew, by using a checklist, an event checklist. Yeah. Uh, if it were printed out, it would be dog-eared. Uh, it's it's that yeah, seamless sure. train track to run the event down. And the reality is some of the things that I experienced in my real job before I quit nine years ago were frighteningly difficult. Uh, You want to talk about events, like we we ran an open event for the dealership where we had a thousand people through the doors in just two days and we sold millions of dollars worth of stock. I did a product launch formula for that event actually uh, in the offline world, it was spectacularly successful. And just prior to that, I had to move two dealerships, two car dealerships into one facility. And the first night that we took over the dealership, this brand new multi-million dollar facility, they gave me a a tradies bucket full of keys, like, you know, those huge cement buckets full of keys, hundreds of keys. And they said, here you go. And they weren't labeled. And I think I was there Ah. till five in the morning, finding out what key fits in what door uh, so we could actually knock the joint, and then we had to book the removalists, and we had to, you know, somehow do business at this the same time where we, you know, have significant sales and revenue at stake if we can't get it right. It was, it was a nightmare. So when I waltz into uh, the hotel there in Manly, and uh, you know I've got a couple of hundred people turning up who've already paid, and and it's all been planned, and yeah, it's pretty casual compared to that. And, yeah. And I really wanted to share some of the lessons I've learned in that uh, that huge mix of uh, of hardship to help someone really avoid and sidestep that altogether. Uh, you know, if anything that I've done before, whether it was debt collecting or selling or running a dealership with a large team can help a smaller business uh, avoid those mistakes then it's been worth it. Absolutely. Um,
1: Let's talk to my people for a minute, which is largely folks, you know, focused on copy and a lot of freelance copywriters, as you mentioned, because the thing that is shocking for any business owner, and certainly was for me, was calculating your uh, uh, effective hourly rate. So please explain what that is, how it works and how I want people to leave this call and go do this. Because uh, warn you now, it'll be a little painful, but it'll be the greatest revelation you've ever taken the time to make about yourself and your business because uh, only what gets measured gets improved. So tell us, James, uh, about the effective hourly rate.
0: Well, actually, uh, an interesting thing, uh, you can still improve things that you can't measure. You just may not know about them. And uh, its it was a there was a quote that was kind of misconstrued. So I actually deliberately in the book uh, avoided mm-hmm. saying that what gets measured uh, gets done because you can still work on other areas and a lot of a lot of things, especially copy. It might be hard to measure some things. Um, you certainly can online and and you can get your response rates in that, but there are some elements you're just not sure about, like you have to choose something, right? So the great thing about effective hourly rate is you really can measure it. So when we can measure something, it's worth putting our attention on. And the reason I asked you to do it when we started out together is firstly to to make you fully aware of of your current situation so that we had a basis to improve it and to provide you a measurement to be able to track progress to feel mm-hmm. confidence in what we were doing and to see that progression and to become aware of the movement that was happening because otherwise if, if you're not aware of it you might take it for granted or you might not even realize that you're making progress which would be a great shame. So. Yeah. It'd be like fitting a shoe size for a kid and then measuring them the next year, and or measuring them on the wall and seeing them grow. That's what we want to do for ourselves. So if you calculate the effective hourly rate, which is simply the amount of profit that you make divided by the number of hours you worked to get that profit, that's the simple calculation. Uh, now, if you have costs in your business, then you just take your revenue and you subtract out your fixed and variable costs, leaving your net profit before tax, of course. And then you divide that by the number of hours that you worked. So in a typical agency, they might uh, make $20,000 a month in revenue, and they might have costs of $15,000 a month, not including the wage. They could be paying out some office rent or some travel or uh, printed material, and then the profit would be $5,000. And then you might work 250 hours to get that that would give you an effective hourly rate of $20 an hour. So that's the starting benchmark. Mm. And uh, it might kind of suck when you do this the first time. You might realize that, that you're on less than you thought. Uh, but it really is good news. In fact, the lower the number, uh, the more that I can help you. <laughs> uh, b- yeah. Because by the time you're getting $1,000 an hour, you've got a fair bit of leverage working for you. You've probably got a, a great business model and a bit of a team and uh, some fairly strong disciplines in areas, but it's it's not hard to double or triple or quadruple your effective hourly rate with just some small changes.
1: Yeah, that's true. It, it, you do see a lot of progress in the beginning. and It's startling because it's just very easy to look at revenue as income. Right, yeah, and not take the time to factor in all the expenses and the cost, and uh, you know, especially as a freelancer, I know that you know, advanced business owners might be over this hump, and they have bookkeepers, and that's that's where I am. And it really only took me it took me until the last year or so to start getting serious about my numbers. But uh, as a freelancer, I could tell you. And I can tell you from working with other freelancers, it, a lot of the calculations only happen when things get tight. And then at the end of the year, you kind of look
0: back and go, oh, ah, yeah, look at that. Oh, it usually starts with, uh, you know, you've got bills to pay and why isn't there enough money in the account to cover it? And then the next question is, well, where's all that money going? And then it's like, yeah, exactly. Things, right? Oh, hang on, I've got this uh, autoresponder, $300 a month. My website's $50 a month. My, uh, oh, hang on, yeah, I did a 50-50 partnership with someone and they take 50% of the of the money we make on this product before I even see a dime. Like Sometimes people go out of their way to make life difficult for themselves.
1: Right, yeah, right. Because it all seems great. You just focus on that number when you're planning a thing, you know, and uh, you, you don't dissect the the cost enough. So let's talk about, um, so I'll say me uh I was a freelancer, and I want again to be able to help the other freelancers listening to to calculate this rate. So for them, it might be a little easier to come up with the profit because they have less overhead, less moving parts. Same as if you have Um, a job,
0: it's really easy. It's your salary. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Um, But let's say you're an independent contractor. Uh, For me, you had me install uh, something on my computer that that just measured my time and what I was doing while I was there. And that was, you know, the time we, we could assume I was spending working. Turned out to be about 50 hours, right. which was <laughs> alarming. And the truth is as a copywriter, it doesn't really end there because every shower, every walk in the dog, every drive to the restaurant, you're thinking about the copy and, and all these things. So um, there's that, I can tell you this though, once you get your effective hourly rate into a better place, those kinds of ponderings become a lot more joyous because you don't, you're not living and dying by every one of them, right? It's not this pressure of, if I don't get this right, I won't, you know, I might not get paid or his client's going to hate me and it's going to ruin my reputation. You know, well,
0: that's exactly right. In, in any large company like Silicon Valley, I, I expect they provide about 50% of their schedule is for thinking time. And when mm-hmm. you think about that, it's profound. I, th- and that's a description of the way that I live now. I surf every single day and sure, I'm thinking about stuff when I walk down to the, the beach, uh, when I'm paddling out, when I'm sitting around between waves, uh, it's time for your for your brain just to just to relax and to do its sort of underground work when you're not surface level doing stuff it's just working away in the background so providing a lot more capacity for your body to to heal with sleep and to have time off it's when you do some of your most brilliant stuff i often come back from a surf knowing what to do i don't know how i, I know it yes. i just have a, a great idea like oh i should contact such and such or I'm going to add this option to my product or, gee, I'm going to ask people who came to my last event if they'd like to come to the next one, you know, (laughs) something simple like that. These ideas come to me uh, when I'm not consciously pushing them. And if you go back and study most of the geniuses in society, whether it was Mozart or Einstein or or, um, Isaac Newton, you know, a lot of these things, I think he discovered stuff while he was sitting under a tree uh, in an apple fell. So that's yeah, very, so I had you install a time management software because at least we can track what you're doing on the computer. And mm-hmm. and I think there's probably a, a very strong relationship between solo operators and time spent on Facebook because they're most likely seeking companionship and escape from boredom. And maybe it's, it's justified as uh, research or networking but i challenge anyone to go onto facebook and get the thing that they were supposed to be doing done and not be distracted because the whole system is designed to trap you in there and and keep you there so i expect things like social media will appear uh, as a big percentage of your time spent in the week on your computer and that's an easy win to eliminate Good chunks of that even an hour a day redirected into a high level activity Will have a significant impact on making your effective hourly rate go up. Yeah, and certainly email as well. Oh, email support just doesn't scale, does it? If you're dealing with customers in your inbox, yeah. uh, or if you've uh, and this is a classic, if you've subscribed to every marketer on the planet uh, for you know air quotes uh, research. Well, I can tell you, they're <laughs> pretty much going to just be flogging things that you can buy uh, endlessly, consuming your life so you you could you know if you think about the your inbox as the to-do list that other people get to add tasks to then you want to be very careful about who you let in there and what sort of filters you're running there so getting people out of your inbox and off to support and getting yourself off social media are two quick wins and then there's other things like turning off social media notifications and all kind of um, pushes and buzzes. And my phone's constantly set to silent uh, and often not near me. (laughs) Um, Certainly not in my room when I sleep. And uh, go and unsubscribe from this stuff. You know, you've probably learned enough from them now uh, that you could safely Mm – remove them and you you'll very easily be able to get back onto someone's list all you need to do is visit their site or buy something and you'll be back on their list in a flash if you really feel like you're missing out
1: and i love that we're two guys talking about you, our lifeblood is our email list essentially but <laughs> we're
0: telling people it's so, so great yeah i mean emails very important but you need to have your email list being there for the, the important communications. So I run my right. email list right. there, empty and I've been doing that for seven or eight years now and it's totally possible, but I've got a little team handling support queries. I don't need an email if someone needs to change their password or update their credit card. I'd, lo- I'd love my team to be doing that one. Uh, I do want to yeah. know if someone's interested in buying my product and they reply to one of my emails and they say, oh, is this product right for me? And I might, I might engage that conversation, and that's terrific. Uh, and, you know, it'd be nice to get an email from Kevin saying, would you like to go on a podcast or whatever? That, that's the kind of email I want, but the other ones aren't, aren't as yeah. useful. And then one of the power moves, especially for a freelancer, is to be able to chunk areas of your calendar and box them around time for just you where that's your zone and it's it's not accessible by anyone else and the counterintuitive way to do that is actually to decide what time is available for other people and to use some kind of a scheduling tool that you commit to serving others at that particular time and by default all the rest of your calendar is back to you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, it, it can feel impossible when you're in the thick of this. And, it, it, you know, there's, there's just always uh, options. And what I love about this book and how you teach, James, is, yeah, it really can be this simple to, to, to have incremental wins and make shifts. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm at the point now where one of the other things I love that you've helped me to do is realize I have only three jobs in this world in my business, you know? three simple jobs. It is to uh, blow away my members with, with value, right? Every, and that's all I ever wanted was it, man, if I could just wake up and all I could think about was how do I thrill someone today whose attention I have, right? And, and really help them. So that's what I get to spend most of my time doing, thinking about all the networking I do is about that now. Um, number two is obviously bring in new members. That's the that is the revenue. And number three is continue creating great content. Hey, it's Kev here, and if you like this podcast, then you are gonna love the copy chief app. Total custom, easy to use, smooth, phone app where you can listen to every podcast episode, plus get all the show notes and dig it. You can listen right inside the app, even when your phone is in the locked position. Super cool. Plus right there in the same app, you get access to all the great free copy chief content to help you write better, higher converting copy. Plus members can access the private form area right from the mobile app. It's available for you for free, right now, wherever you get your apps Apple, Android, go get it. Download the Copy Chief app today because nobody writes alone. <laughs> Let's talk about someone who might be listening and feels like they don't know what to do and they're not exactly sure what they want their job to be. Uh, w- what's a way to take all the ideas and all this opportunity we have in front of us and decide what we should pursue.
0: I think it's important to just purge every possible idea out of your head in a free flow of dumping. (laughs) So clear your brain. Like If you imagine that your brain is like a computer or a phone and at a certain point there's so much getting cached and, and so much processing power being used by all the programs you're trying to run at once, which is like every idea, that it just clogs up, it just seizes up. So you have to purge it. You've got to clear the cache on your brain and let it out of your head. So I recommend uh, just getting them out there on a on a whiteboard or a huge sheet of paper or or per post-it note, any of these systems would work. But just write everything you can think of and and let it out. And then that puts you in the the next position where you can start deleting or crossing out the, the less than ideal things. Or, or uh, if you're worried about, it's like, oh, I, I might forget about this brilliant idea that I might do one day, then you could put it to, to one side. So I like to take a picture of, of my whiteboard at this point. And now it's on my phone in the cloud. It's never going to be uh, deleted ever. <laughs> uh, so there's a picture of every idea I had at that point, And now I can start wiping things off and not worry about forgetting about that. And I'm looking to end up with just the things that are the most impactful. So I want to somehow score these. Like, are they important? Are they urgent? Are they critical to my mission? Um, how do I feel about them? Do they provide me a good effective hourly rate? That might be a filter that you use. Uh, in your case, we use a filter, don't we, Kevin? Which is, does this serve Copy Chief? That's right. Um, that's one filter. so if you if you said to me, "Oh, one of my ideas is I want to set up an ice cream stall down at the local cinema, <laughs> uh, because people like ice cream and they watch movies, and I might say, "Yes, you could be right, Kevin, but does it serve <laughs> copy chief? and And we start to get a pretty hard no, that doesn't. It'd be a pretty tough transition to migrate yeah. that custom. So that that's probably a less appealing idea for us when we put it through that filter. So we can <laughs> use some filters. Uh, to actually score the ideas and to end up with the ones that are, are most useful. And then as we realize that some ideas are just far more valuable than other ones, we, we don't worry about letting go of of all the other ones. We can review them later. So that's why I, I suggest setting up a 12-week um, check-in station where, okay, you've committed to this, this rollout for the next 12 weeks Anything that comes up in between then, any bright, shiny object or new course or sell on Amazon thing or, or uh, cryptocurrency millions or whatever, mm-hmm. you just put it to the side until the 12-week review point and then you, you put up another contest, like dump all your ideas, score them, eliminate, uh, and just commit to the one or two that you can have real traction on using this set of filters that you build over time. Yeah. Excellent. I love
1: that. It is so important to purge. And by the way, it's, uh, you find that on page 29 of James's new book, work less, earn more. This is the real life practical stuff. By the way, uh, I've paid quite a bit to learn all this from James. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know what to tell you if you're not willing to invest, uh, the 30 bucks or whatever it is to get this book and, uh, and have it all laid out before you that you can reference anytime. So, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about uh I'll let you choose the last topic james I guess there's, there's so much in the book again, it's not overwhelming uh it's it's the stuff you need to know you know, we're looking at hundred and thirty five pages here. I appreciate you not adding the other two hundred uh you know, so it could be a, a tome to place yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: that's why that sort of falls under the no compromise thing i don't want to be beholden to someone else's. Uh, crazy rule that it has to be X number of pages. It, it, it takes about two hours to read the book according to Kindle, uh, and and ev- everything is actionable. There are action steps at the end of every single chapter because I want people to get results. I want the book to take a life of its own because it's a good book and not because uh, it makes you feel good, because you're getting results and progress. Right. So if I get to choose the next chapter, um, I'd probably try and add in a little tiny bonus (laughs) part and then skip past it but um, one question I get fairly often is I can't afford a team, Uh, I can't delegate yet because I'm not earning enough and I I would say, look, focus on your offer that converts and because I'm speaking to copywriters, you should be able to do that, I mean, if you can't sell something then uh then that's the first place to start work work yeah. out what you can sell that people would happily give you money for and feel good about it and that, that works for you and works for them so there's a whole chapter on that uh now I expect that material will be the least um new to your audience so that's why I wanted to to skip past that to chapter 6 which uh talks about cash flow and the profit formula because that really is vital and uh and what we talk about in that chapter is how there's a difference between uh, getting money now versus money later and I imagine a lot of freelancers are tempted to do work first and then get paid but you definitely don't have to do that. You can most definitely get paid in advance and I provide a few examples how you can uh, do that. Uh, talking about um, the fact that you've got this revenue coming in doesn't mean that it's all yours. You, you have to provide for things like tax. Which will probably be the biggest cost you ever have in your business. And you have to provide for other costs, and then you get to, to keep the rest of that. I definitely talk about uh, hourly pricing, meaning that you're more of a job than a business, and how to escape from that. Uh, it'd be ideal to at least switch to paid per project, if possible, and, uh, and also to go on things like a retainer, where you paid per month for yes. a certain deliverable. And that, that frees you up a little bit to start. Getting help with that because now you've got consistent, reliable income coming in. You've got an agreed target, and then it's up to you if you can have someone provide that to you as a subcontractor rather than you getting paid per hour. Uh, we cover the concept of recurring income, which is you know, as you know, Kevin and I, I love recurring income, and uh, it's definitely the way to go if you can make that work for you. But then the the profit formula and a hat tip to Jay Abraham. You know, he's got that original three ways to grow a business, but I just expand that out into five different parts, and uh, I, I help you work out which parts to focus on the most. And the good news for copywriters is that conversions is one of the things that you really should focus on. And a good copywriter should be able to boost conversions even fractionally, but hopefully even more than that. And that's where a huge amount of profit comes because if you could double your conversions from 1% to 2%, you will double your profit. Now, if you could yeah. take it from 5 to 15%, you could triple it. And all of the things that you will have been teaching with your guests, uh, like Ryan Levesque's ask method and uh, all of Kevin's frameworks and formulas are going to help you with that conversion. That, that's the the great one. And then, of course, frequency, getting paid more often. And I talk about one example that was – Pretty amazing for me, uh, where I had a two thousand six hundred percent increase on uh, profit because of one little change that I made, and it was really more of a mindset change than anything else. So I'm hoping there's some gold in the hills for our, our readers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it again. I just a, I love the way you uh, wrote it. It's it's not bogged down with anything people don't need, and you just have a nice way of explaining things as I think people have heard here that make it uh, very clear and sensible and doable. so that it, the book is a uh, kudos, brother. it's a it's a real reflection of how you teach and how you think and and how you've been incredibly effective in helping me uh, and and I'm no easy case
0: special to- you're special Client, that's for sure. But I, you know what? I actually look forward to our call each week because I know it's going to be funny. I'm going to laugh, and I, I I've made a decision in my life to do good work and to surround myself with people who I enjoy uh, working with. And a call with Kevin each week is it's a ray of sunshine into my day to, to kick <laughs> things off. It doesn't matter what challenge you present me; it's always fun. <laughs> coming up with ways to overcome it. And I think one of the funniest things is when I'm uh, wording out uh, your potential copy to consider for something, yes. you know, like is the best. Yeah. being the non-copywriter, I, I've got, uh, I've got <laughs> no filters or preconceptions. I just rattle stuff off and it, it's a lot of fun. So that's a yeah. good lesson, you know, you choose choose who you work with. You choose what services you want to provide. And it's it's really important to question you know, what you're doing now and, and why you're doing it. And a big lesson here, and this is important for copy chief members and people considering Kevin's freelancer course, is you, you got to get help. And uh, This book wouldn't have happened if I didn't ask Kelly Exeter to help me. Uh, she's a lady who wrangled all my content and, and wrote good chunks of it off audios that I provided her and and looked at all my courses and decided – Uh, with me what topics we're going to cover and how we're going to structure it in what order and even naming the book I I got the team happening uh, people with more talent than I have in that area of expertise you know that's what I've helped you with Kevin but you help your customers with uh, to to go on that journey from freelancer to uh, copywriting Uh, oh no what's what's a what's an amazing copywriter called a, a chief or a, a uh, yeah,
1: chief, uh, chief. I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess yeah. We hate the guru word, but uh, no, we don't use. That you one. know,
0: a powerhouse. <laughs> there probably yeah. be some dictionary of power words. Um, scintillator I'm not sure. That's probably too <laughs> sexual. Remove that. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna beep that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I got dramatic piano behind it, and uh, make it sound more. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Let's wrap up. <laughs> Wrapping up with G um yeah man uh again you know um i've been privy to 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 all this information for a long time and uh I'm thrilled that it's out there and it's a great, just watch how James is marketing this book as well. Like you said, uh, James is a guy who's just, what's the straight line to the, to the most realistic outcome. He wants people to get this book and read this book. Yeah. You're doing a little bit to tweak algorithms and get, get things up, up the rankings, but there's no uh, it's all pretty direct and, and straightforward. It's just make sure people know about it and entice them to come, Come experience it, right? Come like, dig so in.
0: Basically, you know, you're not going to win a, a car promoting this book, right, Kevin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a, there's a microwave up for
0: grabs somewhere, and uh, mine's mine's burned out. I'll buy a, a hat, you know, when I see. You.
1: <laughs> At least a mini surfboard keychain or something, man. You know, show well, me that, could, that could be. We have a surplus of those. <laughs> well, that's the other yeah, you started a new company uh, all about surfing which is a whole another uh conversation, but uh again, uh you you always amaze me at how you fit it all in and you've been a big inspiration to me James. And so uh I thank you. Uh love everything we have planned and all the cool things we'll be doing together on ongoing and uh can't endorse this book anymore. Uh, work less, earn more. I'm sorry, uh, work less, make more by James Shremko, and go get it while it's hot. And uh, we'll have more with James coming up on future
0: episodes. Thanks, pal. Thank you, Kevin. See you, bye.
1: Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing Podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash TAM, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com
0: and I will look for you there thanks for listening we'll see you next time